0: Hi everyone, my name is Joseph Siegel and welcome back to the AMM Torah Podcast. I know it's been a couple weeks since we last uh, posted a podcast and I'm very excited to be able to bring this back to you. Uh, Before we begin, I just want to let everyone know to be on the lookout for a special message uh, in the coming week that will be detailing our fifth annual Summer of Subscribers program. If you're subscribed to our email, then you'll get it straight to your email inbox. Otherwise, make sure you check out the blog, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com to get all the full details, or stay tuned for this podcast next week, where I'll again provide all the details that you need to know. But in the meantime, next week, we'll be giving out the details of the summer of this year's Summer of Subscribers. But in the meantime, let's get into this week's Dvar Torah for Parsha's Korach. So, Parshas Korach contains the famous story of how Korach uh, challenges the leadership of Moshe and Aaron, together with a group of 250 men, including the old troublemakers Das and Naviram. And everyone knows how the story ends, where Korach is famously swallowed up by a hole in the ground. But the uh, 250 men were killed uh, in a different manner. Uh, when Korach and his followers challenged Aaron as the Kohen Gadol, so Moshe made a test. He said, let each person bring a portion of Katoris, which was a carbon which was only supposed to be brought by the Kohen. And whichever Katoris was accepted by Hashem, that would show that Hashem recognizes him as the true Kohen. And what happened, at the same time that Korach uh, was swallowed by the ground, a fire came from Shemayim, came straight out, and consumed all 250 men, leaving behind their uh, their pans that they had brought the Keturus in, which eventually w- were made into a covering for the Mizbeach. But that proved that uh, Aaron was the real Kohen, since he was the only one to survive. Now, immediately after this, um, the Bnei Israel could not accept that Hashem had killed these 250 men. And they immediately confront Moshe and Aaron and claim that they had caused the deaths of these men that had not come from Hashem. It had come from something that they had done. And immediately, in order to defend Moshe and Aaron, and in response to the lack of a and bitachon shown by the Bnei Israel, Hashem brings him a gefa, he brings a plague among Bnei Israel, and it starts spreading like wildfire among the people. Now, the P'sukim say that Moshe tells Aaron to immediately go and bring another Ketoros. And Rashi explains from a Gemara that when Moshe was on Harsinai, uh, he had been told uh, by Amalach that in order to stop a plague you bring a kataras. So he tells Aaron to go and bring a kataras and the plague after right when Aaron brings it the plague stops. Now the language in the Pesukim that talk about the plague stopping is what uh, I want to look at this week. When Aaron first brings the kataras this is in Parik Yud Zayin Pasuk Yud Gimel this is Revi in this week's parsha. So the Pesukim beforehand say uh, that uh, Moshe tells Aaron to bring the uh, Katoras and Aaron brings it, and uh, he says the pasuk says that it's a kapara for the nation, and then we get the pasuk good gimel, and it says vayamod that Aaron stood between the dead and the living, and the plague stopped. Uh, then it says uh, how many people. The next pasuk pasuk yud tells us how many people died in the plague. It was fourteen thousand seven hundred, and then we get to the next pasuk pasuk Tesvav, and it reads, "Vayashav Aaron el Moshe el Aaron returned to Moshe, who was at the entrance of the Olmoid, and the plague stopped." So the Torah tells me twice, uh, not far apart at all, two pasukim apart, in pasuk and pasuk tesvav, that the plague stopped. Why? So the obvious question is, why does the Torah need to tell me twice? So I want to talk about two answers. The first one uh, is from the Svarno, and this is actually a, this is a very interesting answer. He says, the first one, when it says, vateyatsara magifah in Pasuk Yudgimel, that means that the plague stopped spreading. And then the second time, when it says, hamagifah neatsara in Pasuk Tezbov, that means that everyone who was infected uh, was cured immediately. But uh, the Orachayim wants to say a different answer, and he brings a very famous medrash, which is also brought in Rashi here. And I've been wanting to say over this medrash for years. Everyone who's listened to this podcast before knows how much I love uh, a good medrash or a good story about Moshe Rabbeinu. And this medrash is one of the best ones, if not the best one, in my opinion. So the medrash goes like this. Aaron brings the Ketores, and he sees the Malach who was bringing the plague on the Bnei and he goes out and he grabs him, and he stops him from uh, continuing to infect the nation. And the angel turns around, sees that Aaron has, uh, has grabbed him, and he says, Hey, what are you doing? Let me go. You have to let me do what I have to do from Hashem. And Aaron says, No. Moshe told me that I had to stop you. So the malach says, Hold on a second. I'm telling you that I have a mission from Hashem. You're telling me that Moshe told you to do something. So Moshe is a human being. You're telling me that a human being is commanding you to stop me from doing something, which I was commanded from Hashem? Ridiculous. How could you listen to a human being instead of Hashem? So Aaron says "This is, I'm going to read the line uh, from the Medrash Moshe omer klum milibo, Moshe does not say anything of his own volition Everything he says comes from Hashem Aaron says I'm not worried You can tell me whatever you want If Moshe told me to do it This is coming from Hashem So they come back to the Mishkan They come back to the Olomoid, Where Moshe is standing As we see in Pasuk Tazvav and where Hashem's presence rests. So, they're both there in order to settle the argument. And when they get there, the Malach realizes that Aaron was correct, he stops his mission, and he leaves Bnei Israel alone. Now, there are so many cases of Midrashim which uh, are very hard to uh, figure out. They're really hard to accept as the truth. You know, they, they seem a little far-fetched, and this is definitely uh, a version of that where Aaron physically stops a spiritual angel and they get into this argument and uh, they come back to the Mishkan and the angel is is, uh, convinced immediately. But it actually is very clear from the Psukim that this is what happened. Again, Pasuk yud it says which when we read the Pasuk we translated as the plague stopped. But if you translate it literally, it it translates into, and the plague was made to stop. And then when you get to Pasuk Tezvav and the Pasuk says, well, first of all, the pasuk says that uh, that Aaron returned to Moshe, who was at the Pesach Al-Moid, who was at the entrance to the Mishkan. And there's really no reason to tell us where Moshe was and why Aaron went back to him. At this time, the plague is already done in Pasuk Yud-Gimel. The the Parsha could really stop here. Why do we need to continue and tell me where Moshe was and that Aaron went back to him? So first of all, it shows that that there was still some sort of holding pattern over here. That even though the plague had kind of been stopped, there was a reason Aaron needed to go and see Moshe. And it was what we said in the Medrash. In order to settle the argument between Hinnom and the Malach. And then what does the end of the Pasuk say? Va'amagefa na'atzara, which translates into, and the plague stopped. So the first time it says the plague was made to stop, that it was forcibly stopped, it sounds like, which is what we said in the Mishnah. And the second time is that, Va'amagefa na'atzara, the plague stopped, that the plague stop, realizes, the, the angel who's controlling the plague realizes that Moshe's word is indeed the word of Hashem. And he stops and he goes back to Shemaim. And to me, this is just this is just a, a great story. You know, we, from from the time that we first meet Moshe and Parsha Shmos, and through the end of Sefer Tzavim, at the end of his Oseh we just see time after time, amazing stories uh, that show the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu. And here's just another example where we see Aaron was so confident in the word of Moshe, that he's willing to take on a malach, he's willing to take on an angel of Hashem who's on a mission from Hashem with the confidence, of the full confidence that he's in the right. And to think about it, this is the man that Korach challenged for leadership of Bnei Israel. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, you can email me at amemtora at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M T O R A H at gmail.com. The email newsletter includes the written version of this Torah, as well as an MP3 download of this podcast. You can also get this podcast by going to iTunes and searching the Amem Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. The podcast can also be downloaded from my website, hashkaphahandbook.com, where you can also learn more about my book, Reality Check A Handbook of Hashkafa. The written version of this Torah is available at Old Ideas for the Modern Mind blogspot.com. That's where the Ancient Ideas for the Modern Mind blog is hosted. Please check out the Nation's Wisdom Project by going to nationswisdom.blogspot.com. And you could also find us on all of our various social media pages, facebook.com slash amemtora, and twitter at amemtora. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, have a great job.